Hey everyone, this is June. And I'm Daniel. And we are Korean American. Daniel. Yes, June. Guess what I did for the weekend? What did you do this weekend? I traveled all the way to Daegu, which is my hometown and which is also where my parents live. I did know you were from Daegu, fourth largest city in Korea. Fourth largest. Interestingly enough, when I was growing up, we always were taught it as the third largest. Oh, but now Incheon became so big. Oh, okay, okay. See, I know the first one's Seoul, second one's Busan. Yeah. It used to be Daegu. Yeah. Now it's Incheon and then Daegu, which is about 2.5 billion in population. I'm surprised Incheon, I guess, grew that quick and that big. I don't really think of it as its own city. I think of it as a suburb of Seoul. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the, it's like kind of like the Canada of the US. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We we might have some Can- Canadians listen to our podcast too, too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, wouldn't you say Daegu is a suburb of Busan? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Definitely different areas. So if you think of like the Seoul <laughs> metropolitan area, yeah, it includes Incheon. I yes, think. I think so. So it's like in one region. But Incheon's about an hour away, I'd say, from from like let's say Gangnam. That's how, true. How far away is Daegu from Busan? Like one and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Touchy subject. But yeah, what were you doing in Daegu? How was it? So it was it was very off, off obligatory. So. In the premise that my parents are never going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they'll understand. If we get big enough where they hear it, yeah. they'll understand. They want us to visit. By by us, I mean me and my brother. Who My brother lives in Seoul. I live in Seongnam, which is very close to Seoul. They want us to visit them at least once a month. Right? Once a month. Yeah, which is a lot. I, I think it's a lot even in Korean standards. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But they all count in like the national holidays and... My brother's, like all of my family members' birthdays and all that. Oh, I think, you know, Chuseok and Sunnah mm-hmm. as like, you know, New Year's are the two times you yeah. are supposed to travel for family. Yeah. But you feel like there's an obligation every month mm-hmm. to visit your parents. Every month is a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. But yeah. But you know, four or five times a year, let's say. Yes, yes. At least, at least once every two months. Yeah. So in your life, what would you say has been the longest time between seeing your parents? Definitely when I was studying abroad in the States, mm-hmm. right? I guess it was six, seven months, which was still, still pretty frequent if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm like, flying internationally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been living in Korea, let's say. What's wow. the longest you've gone without seeing your parents? I think if if I go past three months, yeah, they would think they would think something's happened. Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> that yeah. that is a lot. And you guys aren't even living in the same city. You're, you know, Daegu is how far away from Seoul? One one hours and forty five minutes away by, by train, train, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a fast train. It's a fast train. It's a funny fast train. Uh, when I was growing up, it used to be like three and a half hours. Okay, that okay. was one and a half hours. Yeah. So yeah. I guess trade tickets, how expensive are they? How, how much was it to go to Daegu? Uh, going to Daegu, it costs about 3,000 won. Oh, very, very affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like less than $30. That's really affordable. Yeah. All right, I'm with your parents. You know, <laughs> an hour and a half, 35 I mean, the bucks. Thing about thing about going to my parents' house is that, so they live in not even the suburbs, but like yeah. the countryside, like very outskirts of the city. Yeah. So... Like literally, it's 
where the farmland is, right? Yeah. And it's in it's in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. So once I get to my parents' place, I'm totally isolated from civilization. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Other than just stay in their house. Yeah. And but to be clear, Daegu itself is a you know fourth largest city in Korea, but your parents happen to live like outside of the main city area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is this is a common misunderstanding of especially Seoul people. Yeah. yeah. When they when I say that I'm going to Daegu, they're like, <laughs> Oh, you're going to the countryside. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Like yeah. Seoul people they so think annoying. that everything outside of Seoul is just farmland. Yeah. Yeah. A very developed city. I joke around, you know, we live in Sangnam too. Yeah. And I sometimes call this Shigoro to the Seoul people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember visiting, is it uh, Jeonju? I think is famous for their food, right? Yes. So I visited Jeonju one time and I was expecting like countryside. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a major city with a downtown and yeah. tall buildings mm-hmm. and everything, right? So I was like, oh yeah, even the countryside in Korea is quite busy. Fun fact, Daniel is uh, Jeonju Kimchi. Oh, okay. We're going to go into this. <laughs> Which means that his Ken... <laughs> And my Kim is actually a different Kim. Yes, we're both Kims here. We're we're revealing a lot of uh, personal information now, June. But yeah, my dad and my dad's dad, I think, are very proudly Jeonju Gimshi, which is the same Kim clan as the very you know famous but infamous, I guess, North Korean dictators. Oh yes, Kim yes. Il Sun, <laughs> Kim Jong Il, and then Kim Jong Un. So, now yeah. they're also Jeonju Gimshi. So so all. I think all Korean last names, they're associated to a certain clan, which is associated to a certain region of the country, right? So let's say Daniel is a Jeonju Kim. Yeah. And I would be a Kimae Kim, which is which is the most common. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think Jeonju Kim is a, is a rare clan, actually. I think especially now, because the way my dad tells the story is, at some point, they, they used to be in Jeonju, but they had to flee to the very north near mm-hmm. the China border. Mm-hmm. That's why there may be more Jeonju Gims in North Korea. Yeah. But in South now, maybe it's a little bit more uncommon. Yeah. All of that. All right, we're getting off topic here. Yeah. But June, is there anything that you think makes it feel like obligatory for you to visit, you know, your parents so frequently, even though you live quite Korean standards very far apart? I think it's because they can be so demanding because it's relatively easy to visit them, right? Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of money to yeah. visit them. So yeah. once Pretty like if if I were to advocate for my parents, right? It's not it's not such a big deal. Yeah. Just one weekend. Yeah. Back and forth just takes three three hours, right? It's not a lot of work, so why wouldn't you visit us? Yeah. It's funny, you know, since moving here to Korea about just under two years ago, uh, I see my parents a lot more than I did when we were both living in the United States. Mm-hmm. Just because my parents, my hometown was on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and I, you know, had lived in California on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. That's a six-hour flight, yes. right? I don't even know how much plane tickets cost now. But if I were to travel with my family too, right, six of us, it's quite expensive. Yeah. You have to travel with things like car seats oh and God. like just baby gear, yeah. all the suitcases. It's, it's so much work and energy and effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, for me, I think the longest I've gone without seeing my parents' faces was, you know, this was part pandemic too. But after we had our our third baby, mm-hmm. I didn't see them. I think for three years. Three years. Yeah, it's it's you know again, COVID impacted that for sure. But yeah, it felt like a long time. And you know, normally I'd say we traveled once a year, mm-hmm. either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I see. 
And then with my in-laws, my wife's family, we'd see them the other holiday. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very standard way to split it up when you're married. Because mm -hmm. you have two sets of parents that you need to spend the holidays with. I see. Uh, so normally you do Thanksgiving with one family and then Christmas with the other. Yeah. Do you think it's a common pattern that uh, families living split apart in the West Coast and East Coast? They they meet every, like the cadence would be about a year or yeah. years. I mean, before I got married, I definitely would probably come home once or twice a year. And they might travel, you know, so I'd see them two to three times a year. So, see. but, but again, that was very frequent. That was on the higher end. Mm. I, I do think traveling once a year to see, once a year to see family, if you live far apart, mm. uh, I think that's pretty common. That's like the, the expectation. I see. Yeah. I think for Korean families, it is, of course, they're more demanding. They, they're asking us to come more frequently because it's easy. Yeah. And it all has to do with how small the is. Yes, I yeah. fully agree with that. Yeah, so as I was saying, in the U.S., we hardly saw each other, mm -hmm. even went years without seeing each other. But in Korea, when they stay in Korea, they they stay with my grandmother's at my grandmother's apartment. You know, it's a forty-five minute drive. It's not close, mm -hmm. but it's close enough. You know, yeah. we see them at least probably twice a month while they're near. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Anywhere in Seoul is is not that far away. Yeah, sorry, anywhere in Korea is not that far away. Interestingly enough, the scale of travel is contained in the scale of where you're living, like the country, right? Yeah. So for Korean people, the longest distance that you travel is always Seoul to Busan, yeah. which is uh, about four hours driving distance, yeah. right? And so every time um, <laughs> in the news, right, they're <laughs> describing some like a long distance. Yeah. They say like, how many times Seoul to Busan? Oh, that's their unit of measurement yeah. for a long trip. Yeah, I so... Think. So, for instance, a bit of a culture shock that I felt when I was living in the States during yeah. my grad school studies is so I, I went to school in Boston and I see a lot of my friends going to visit New York yeah. on the weekends. So I thought, oh, New York, maybe New York is a very close by city. Yeah. Right? And for them, of course, it was a close by city, but it turns out it's like four hours yeah. with traffic. It's sometimes like four almost goes up to five hours. Yeah. Right. And so I thought. Well, this is longer than Seoul, <laughs> which is like the longest distance that I thought I could travel. Right? Yeah. And so it's a really long travel yeah. for me. But for people living in the States, it's very close by, which was very interesting. From the Bay Area, I would say uh, Lake Tahoe is a very popular skiing, you know, winter mountain. And that's almost exactly four to four and a half hours with traffic can be up to five, six, et cetera. Yeah. Like sometimes we do that as a day trip. Mm -hmm. Like we drive up in the morning, yeah. snowboard all day, yeah. drive home at night. Would you ever think of doing a day trip to Busan from Seoul? Is that a thing? That that would be very abnormal. No one would do it, right? No yeah. Do it. yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you. Even though I was initially like, oh yeah, no, Boston to New York, it is a little far, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, oh no, it's like going to Lake Tahoe. Like yeah. we did that all the time. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't pleasant, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like far enough where you wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. You know what's even interesting <laughs> is that, so this is what I heard from people who live in Jeju Island. So Jeju is like one of the largest islands in Korea. Yeah. Right? It's a very famous travel destination, vacation destination for people in Korea. Funny thing that I heard for people living in Jeju, the most annoying thing is when their friend comes visiting Jeju. Yeah. Call, call them and like, oh, I'm in Jeju. Come visit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I have to go all the way to the, the other island. side of the island. Yeah, to yeah. the other side of the, side of the island. And yeah, so... I'm always complaining about that. I will say I was surprised by how big Jeju is. It I is think it's like big. an hour driving one side to the other side. 
I would say even more. Even more? Yeah, yeah. but still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. Think about people doing day trips, though, to, to Lake Tahoe. No, this reminds me. You know, I grew up on the East Coast. I'd never been to California. I get a job interview there. I'm maybe 22. So my first trip out to California, mm-hmm. I fly out to Northern California. Mm-hmm. And I remember texting my friend, which is like, yo, I'm in California. Let's mm-hmm. meet up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, cool. Where are you, right? It's like, yeah. you know, Bay Area, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro. That's six <laughs> hours away. Yeah. I can't like, I was like six hours away, but it was like an hour most. Right. Uh, <laughs> so even as an American living in the U S but on the East coast and like very, you know, heavy East coast bias, I had no idea how big California was. I made that rookie mistake of thinking LA and San Francisco, you know, it's in the same state. How far away can it be? Yeah. And I guess I grew up in Maryland, which is a smaller state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, yeah, I was shocked by how big California is and, mm-hmm. you know, I think Koreans are probably really surprised by how big the U.S. is mm-hmm. whenever they go. Interesting. Also, uh, that you're saying that even when you're living in the U.S. continent, yeah. you're still contained in the state that you're living in. Yeah, I mean, the equivalent of states in the U.S. would be, I think, a, is it a gu or a shi in Korean? Is it a city or a district? I would say a do. A do. Oh, like Yonggi do, right? Yeah, I don't know how much affinity Koreans have for their dole, mm. but in the U.S., you have a lot of affinity for your state. Um, you have your own different state driver's license. Each state in the U.S. has very different laws and rules. Mm. Every time you cross a border, it feels like a huge deal. Mm. And so, yeah, I think everyone really does feel a, a strong affinity to and also like relate a lot to their state. Mm. Yeah. You know, of course, we're all Americans when we live in the U.S., but the state really matters a lot. I think how you relate yourself to where you grew up in, your your state, or either your toll would be a good separate topic. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that later. Uh, later. Yeah. But yeah, proximity and scale of scale of the country. Yeah. Going back to that topic. I think there's good things about Korea being small and compact. And again, this could be another topic of its own, but one thing that we take advantage of the the small scale is how fast deliveries are. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Like with the advent of coupon now, which is they say it's the Amazon of South Korea. Most things that you get would be delivered on your doorstep by the next day. It, it's shockingly fast yeah. and consistent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we've ever had a late delivery once, mm-hmm. and we order from there almost every day. Yeah. Same day delivery is also very common. Yeah. Like if you if you order something by the AMs, right? Most of the time it'll arrive by before midnight. Weren't you even saying in like Jamshir they were they were trialing like fifteen minute delivery or something like that? Oh yeah. That's for coupon. For but coupon, there, yeah. there's a there's I think more wide range of services provided by Pet Penin. Yeah. Petare Minjo. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like the DoorDash of Korea, right? Yeah. Um, they yeah they also have the supermarket delivery that which will get things delivered to you, to you I guess mostly within one hour. Yeah, I think the density here really uh, is quite convenient for that. It yeah. can support a lot of things that in the U.S. would never be possible. I think mm-hmm. I am tempted to talk about how dense the housing is. Right, even looking outside the window, it's nothing but twenty-five story high-rise apartments. Yeah. And, you know, for one community, there could be easily 20 of these buildings. Yes. Uh, but that, I think, is also for another day. Yeah. Um, June, when you think about, you know, having lived in the U.S. as well, mm-hmm. anything else about the proximity and the density and the smallness, in a sense, of Korea? Mm-hmm. Uh, how else do you think that affects, you know, life here or how people think about things? 
dense, like the urban density definitely, I guess, affects how I transit. Yeah. Public transportation oh, is super. So good here. Um, yeah. Especially in the Seoul metropolitan area. I never owned a car ever in my life. And I never had a problem traveling to places, uh, especially if it's within the Seoul area. Do you know if the subway exists in other cities like the Busan and Daegu and Incheon have a robust subway line or is it mostly, you know, buses and other things? Oh, uh, like these large cities, Incheon, Busan, yeah. Daegu, I think Hangzhou and Daejeon even. They have their own subway. They have their own subway lines. But I think, for instance, Daegu, they only have three or four lines. Mm-hmm. Seoul has like more than 10. Yeah, yeah. Seoul public transport system is just amazing. I do think it's world class. I think it's known to be one of the best. It is amazing. Yeah. I think um, the only subway system that can compete to Seoul or maybe it's better is Tokyo's. Yeah. But I I prefer Seoul over Tokyo. Tokyo's subway system is so complex to me as a Korean person. Compared to in Korea, it's very intuitive in that they're all numbered and Mm -hmm. color coded. uh, Like one, two, three, four, five is the Seoul area, so yeah. it's more intuitive. So my dad, you know, he worked for the Washington Me- Metro Area Transport Authority, I think mm-hmm. it's called, mm-hmm. Umada, yeah. which is the subway system in D.C. Mm-hmm. and the D.C. suburbs. I remember my dad telling me a story where Korean engineers for the subway system in Korea had visited him and, you know, the metro area subway in D.C. Mm-hmm. to learn from them. And this was maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. But just now, just to see how amazing and how advanced and how mm-hmm. consistent and cheap yeah. uh, the Korean subway system is. You know, Korea has just surpassed the, And I think that the metro in D.C. is actually quite good mm-hmm. by U.S. standards. Mm-hmm. So I'd agree with you. I think in general, like infrastructure is just it's so well maintained mm-hmm. and it's so efficient yeah. because of the density and the compactness here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the U.S., it's so spread out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very of course, you can get by without a car, maybe in New York, mm-hmm. maybe in some other, you know, downtown areas mm-hmm. but by and large most people you know have a car i don't know if that's true in korea i don't know if you could say most people have a car here i think korean people own more cars than they, they should need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think a lot of people own cars even if they don't really need it yeah in my in my opinion but still everything's within walking distance if, especially if you're living somewhere in the city center most things are within walking distance for sure yeah, yeah. One thing that comes to mind for me thinking about maybe a difference between the U.S. and Korea is that in Korea, it seems like everyone we know with kids, mm-hmm. they get so much help from their their parents or in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because they either live very close yes. or they choose to live close. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be other reasons here uh, as well, mm-hmm. cultural uh, expectations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, if someone lives in Seoul and their parents live in Seoul, yeah. They're maybe I'm at most 30 minutes away. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like even when I was living in the East Coast, I could easily be two hours away from my parents, mm-hmm. right? And like, I can't expect them to come and be very helpful or stay at my house alone yeah, to yeah. watch the kids. But it just feels like there's this expectation in Korea where the parents will help out a ton with your yeah. kids. I'm very envious of that. <laughs> yeah, I personally know a handful of people who live, uh, intentionally live nearby either one of their parents yeah. to get help with childcare, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's an expectation raising kids here that, again, this might be more cultural than proximity related, mm-hmm. but just the the hours where the kids are in school is very short, and oh, you know the pickup times are like impossible if you're working a full time job oh. to be able to like be there for picking up. And so Seoul now is so expensive. I think a lot of 
parents, both of them work, but it's the grandparents that come and pick them up just because they live nearby and they can help out that way. Whereas in the U.S., it's, you know, it's just definitely not as common. Oh, is schooling time different in the States? Yeah, I would say they definitely accommodate. And there's an assumption that both parents are working. Mm -hmm. And so they'll make it possible for that for you to pick up your kids Mm -hmm. uh, at, let's say, more reasonable times. Whereas in here, it's something like, you know. They're in school from nine to one and you have to pick them up at one thirty. I see. And that's impossible if you're two working parents here. Um, yeah. This this might be a different topic, but I heard that it's more common in Korea that little kids just they just walk home oh, by yeah. themselves compared to the states where you never see children walking anywhere on their own. Exactly. They're always with their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a cultural thing, you think? You know, it changed when I was growing up in the U.S. during the summer days. I was bike riding four or five miles away. My parents had no clue where I was. Mm-hmm. I think in modern times in the U.S., it's, you know, child protective services or the police will be called if they see a kid by themselves. Mm-hmm. There's this concept in my home state of Maryland. One family went viral for being, I think they call them free range parenting mm-hmm. and free range kids. Oh. Their parents are allowing the kids to be out of their eyesight. Mm-hmm. But no, to be clear, there was a term growing up too, I remember called latchkey kids, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, you carry the key to your apartment around your neck Mm -hmm. on the latchkey Mm -hmm. and you would just go home by yourself, let yourself in and stay at home by yourself. But it's it's much different in Korea where, first of all, it's so much safer here. Mm -hmm. But because of the density, right? Like your school's so close to your home. Everyone's walkable, right? Pretty much. Right. In the US, there's an extensive busing system Mm -hmm. for every school where they send buses out in all directions to pick up the kids to bring them from school to school. That's true. I once heard from my Korean friend who used to live in the States that when they come back to Korea, they feel like home. Now they know that it's home when you see small children walking, walking around the street. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that it's definitely proximity related. It's also just Korea is so much safer, mm-hmm. which I don't want to get into in this episode. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that like everything is close by. Right, they're not walking, you know, 30 minutes. They're walking five minutes. They're walking 10 minutes to get where they need to go. Yeah. So is there anything else that comes to mind about how culture and stuff is different because Korea is so dense? I I think not only density, but because Korea is relatively small, Mm -hmm. I always get the sense when I meet Koreans is that they always want to leave Korea. They are like, oh, like, you know, Korea, I just want to get out. Yeah. And it, it's, it reminds me of things I hear people growing up like in Hawaii, mm. like growing up on an island. Mm. They just want to leave because yeah. it's like, it, it's almost like, what's the right word? Yeah. I think the Korean word is like, right? it's mm. just like, you want some space. Mm. You want to leave. You want something new. Yeah. I've heard the same thing from my friends who live in Singapore. Mm. And Singapore is even smaller than Korea. Mm. But they're just like, we got to leave sometime. Oh, right? And so I get the sense that Koreans are always wanting to leave because mm. they feel like Korea is so small. They've seen it all. Mm. It's all the same. Mm. And they just want to get out. Mm. Uh, uh, that, I think that's a very fresh and very valid perspective. I always thought Korean people wanted to leave the country because it's too competitive here, uh, which I think is also true. And also because it, in Korean standards, I feel like you li- leaving for a more developed country is indicating some sort of success mm. that you've made it, right? Yeah. But I, I think it now that you say it definitely does relate to the the density and how small the country is as well. Yeah. This is a fun fact. Kilpo to Jeju, 
is the most flown route in the world. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. It's the most busiest airline. It's, it's the, the most world. flown route, that one. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, how can that be true? By the way, the other top ones are like, you know, one Japanese island to the other. I think something within, is it Vietnam, like North Vietnam to South Vietnam? Mm-hmm. And then also within India, like these are the other most flown routes in the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jeju to Gimpo is the most flown. And I think it has something to do with just the desire to get out, right? Yeah. Like Koreans just want to leave Seoul and they can go to Jeju so easily. Yeah. It's an hour away by plane. But yeah, I thought that was a fun fact. I was shocked when I yeah. heard it. That combined with the fact that there's only one big island. <laughs> one place to go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, you know, living in California, Hawaii was quite accessible and close. You know, five hour flight, not that bad. Yeah. It's going to be really hard for us to visit somewhere tropical that isn't Jeju now. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, it's super cheap, like $50 plane ticket and less than an hour flight to go to Jeju, which is quite awesome. Yeah. And maybe it's no Hawaii, but it's like 80% as good as Hawaii mm-hmm. for a tenth of the price and a tenth of the travel time. Yeah. It's no contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so while I love Jeju, it kind of ruins it for me because like, it's hard to justify going anywhere else if you want a beach vacation. That's true. There's there's nothing that comes even close to what Jeju is. Yeah. It's it's very exotic in Korean standard, right? The the geology, plantation, everything's very exotic. Yeah. Anyways. I do my final note I will say is before moving here, we never really had the time and space to explore more of Korea. Mm-hmm. It was only just Seoul. It was only seeing family and it was only, you know, a handful of tourist spots and more and more we're getting to explore different parts of, of Korea and it's beautiful. I mean, Sokcho is, it's, it's just beautiful. It's like Vancouver. There's, there's crazy mountains to your left. There's a beautiful beach and ocean to your right. I mean, just like the, the, the beaches on the East coast and even Busan we love. And there's still so much more that we want to explore. And, you know, hopefully one day we can go to Daegu. Yeah. And it's all very accessible, dude. It's, it's all very accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the proximity and small scale of country. Yeah. Yeah. I think that puts us to the end. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Let us know how we're doing. And if you have any comments or suggestions for p- future topics, follow us at social media at Korean American Podcast. And yeah, we hope you'll join us on this journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm Daniel. And I'm June. And this we- is Korean. Wait, let's do it again. <laughs> oh. Hi everyone. Wait, you're leading this time? I'm Daniel. <laughs> you do this sometimes in podcasts. You can lead. You can lead. You okay. want to start? Hi everyone. I'm June. And I'm Daniel. And, and this- we are. Wait, and this is? All right.